0: cool closing statement if you ever find yourself acting like a victim or you're upset or crying whining bitching or complaining yourself yeah stop that tell yourself a better story and go out there and fucking hustle and get it because you deserve it quit being a bitch
1: so here's a big question as a digital marketer how can we accelerate our business with extreme momentum without all the turbulence and time suck and how do we do it in a way that changes the lives of everyone around us that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Chad Kaderi, CEO of DashClicks, and welcome to Marketers Mindset. Hey guys, welcome back to another Marketers Mindset podcast. Once again, shocker, I'm your host again, Daniel, the content director here at DashClicks. And I am joined today with Keith Calfus of Kalfis Media, coming out from the awesome country of Detroit. I heard it's beautiful over there this time of season.
0: Everything's blooming. It's gorgeous.
1: Just like yeah. flowers and leaves, and
0: and I'm a landscaper and a gardener. I have a landscaping business, so I'm super paying attention to the rhododendrons, the Bradford pears, the azaleas blooming. Everything is looking. It's, um, but I mean, but in the winter, it's it's horrific. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you had that big storm, like. two years ago or something wasn't there like this big blizzard or something how long ago was that
0: there were all types of blizzards i mean it's nothing new doesn't surprise anybody in michigan
1: Mm. i'm in southern california so like if it drops below 70 degrees everyone panics puts out sandbags
0: i was in california in 2017 2018 december it was warm during the day but it was freezing at night i was surprised
1: it it, that time of year does get to like 37 degrees 32 sometimes yeah but yeah it kind of goes we're, but we're kind of in a desert so it does that high heat low heat uh, low low temperature thing but anyways keith i'm glad you're here what is it you do and how do you generate revenue
0: yeah um well actually uh, more importantly who exactly is listening so i can make sure that i describe in a way that's hopefully most beneficial
1: Ooh, good question, actually. So people who listen to this podcast, it's kind of a spectrum. So it's really anyone who is trying to start a business. That's kind of the lower end. Um, Someone who's maybe has started a business. So they may have a few clients. They may not have clients at all. People in the middle where they've scaled to maybe five or 10,000. And then people who kind of went past 10,000, but majority are people who are kind of just starting off probably sub 10,000 a month in marketing in general.
0: Love it. Okay. Uh, well, just real quick, a little bit about me. I'm Keith Kelfis. I'm in Metro Detroit, Michigan. I'm 39. Uh, this year I'll be married 10 years. I've got three dogs, three cats, six fish. My wife and I are finally starting to talk, to talk about uh, having having children uh, because I, I grew up so poor that I was terrified of um having kids or any liabilities. I wanted to get the money thing figured out first. And huh, so everything in life has a price and time flies. It's true. Um, but I was a broke kid cutting lawns and landscaping and stuff just to pay the bills. And I never wanted to start a landscaping business and I didn't have any other options. I felt like, so that's what I did for the past 10 years. And I have a, a small landscaping business with a few employees and but I've always loved marketing, obsessed obsessed with marketing, making videos, vlogs, doing music. It's just a very creative spirit type of. If I'm not creating, I'm absolutely miserable. And the world will try to tell you that if you're not that if you, I don't know if you want to build a career doing something creative that you actually love for real. That that's not sometimes that's it's that's not practical. But you know, I was always the guy fighting. Let me turn my mic down a little bit. It was really, really loud. Okay. I was always the guy. It was like, I don't care what it takes or how bad or how long I have to suffer. I'm going to figure out how to make a living doing what I love. Cause there's no way in hell I'm going to end up like that guy who's 40, 50, 60, and just worked in a shop or behind a desk his whole life just so he could feed his family. That tough stuff pisses me off so bad that, that I'm willing to be called a selfish bastard uh, in order to, because i just don't like the life of martyrdom the life of like where if you do something you hate your whole life and give your life away to take care of other people then you're a good man but if you are <laughs> i get very fired up i have a youtube i have like five youtube channels but one of them we just had 120,000 subscribers and i go off on these crazy rants like i'm doing right now and people seem to like it like That's other great. people think i'm schizo but um and i'm trying to compact this so i can give you as much value as possible in a short period of time. So, you know where I'm coming from and then I actually really do care. Like I love people. I, I, my videos have helped start somewhere around 10,000 businesses to the point where, and it's just, I mean, if you want to do marketing or start a YouTube channel or get them, if you have a message you want to share with the world, do take out your phone and just start filming from your heart. Yeah. Even if you're w- weird or cringy, there are people that will show up that will be like, Oh my God, where have you been? And so we got 60 million views online. Now we're getting about four and a half million views a month. Um, my podcast, the untrapped podcast just hit 450,000 downloads on Apple and Spotify and all that. And I, so on top of my landscaping business, I built this entire other business, a media business, um, and now my wife is actually in a meeting right now. She's over at Starbucks did, having a meeting. Did that, just, that?
1: Did that just come? Did that media company just come from you having your landscape company marketing in that and there, and you just fell in love with it, got good <laughs> at it, and just transferred over, sort of?
0: Yeah, I'm still doing both uh, full time. So I've. It, it doesn't just happen overnight. So I, I am obsessed with um, something called like quantum coaching, neurolinguistics, uh, looking at the world through different lenses and seeing opportunity. I'm fascinated how you can take somebody, there's so much I want to say, like take a highly creative entrepreneurial person and put them in an environment where other people are like they don't see any opportunity at all. It's just a desert. But then an entrepreneur will see, like, have these visions and get all excited. Like, that guy's on drugs. He's crazy. And that entrepreneur will actually go and make that shit happen. And now all those people are either helping or they don't care or they're working for the entrepreneur. Like, your mind is so powerful and you're a spiritual being. You can do epic shit. Your your thoughts are things. So basically i started making videos about how to start a landscaping business out of all the different types of channels i have and yeah that's the only channel that really kind of took off and it's got 120,000 subscribers it's not like mega viral or anything but um so i decent though i never wanted to quote unquote monetize because i never wanted to be a quote unquote sellout i've always wanted to just help people cross the chasm of what my message is primarily is like get out of your get out of a dead-end job that you hate quit working for other people and go start your own damn business already it just happens to be landscaping here because it's a low barrier to entry business you can get in with almost no money at all is what i did you know and you can hustle and grind if you came from being broken poor screw all that let's get over that and let's get this shit done and get your business from zero to 100k that's what i talk about and but at some point you learn that um you know, the money sustains the message. If you have a real message you want to share with people from your heart, you, you got to get paid and you got to find out ways to monetize and make money in a way that's congruent with what you're already doing. Like, hmm. you know, if you're freaking uh, for in my uh, instance, I'm talking about landscaping. I'm not going to be sell, trying to sell my audience cameras like I have a YouTube channel and, and nobody
1: ever like
0: asked reviews. me in my what's that
1: like product reviews.
0: Product reviews that have nothing to do with landscaping. You want to put rails up on your messaging. And this is, this can very, very much frustrate you if you're building any type of business and you get sick of it or bored of it. And you want to start to, yeah, but I want to do this thing. I really want to do this thing. Well, you've got to understand like within the framework and structure of the business that you were in, that's it only goes so far. So you might as well optimize it for what it is. And if you want to do something different, it's going to have to be like a totally different business or find a way to cross that chasm because um, I know I'm jumping all over the place. I'm aware of this, but like, dude, I've got, I built my dream studio here. It's like, you know, I've got like 65,000 into this studio and I've got like expensive cameras and all the shit I've always dreamed of.
1: That's amazing. Nobody
0: in my landscaping audience. They're not audience. They're just people that I respect and I love and I care about, but no, nobody gives a shit, nobody cares that you got like the new C200 Canon camera, this fancy microphone, they just will come to your channel because they want to learn about landscaping. If you do tech reviews or whatever, whatever type of yeah. business you have, it's all about getting yourself out of the way. It's not about you and it's all about them. You have a stage. This is like the best marketing advice I've ever gotten. And you will hear this. But if you keep thinking about this year after year after year, when you go from egocentric, like me, 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 and it's hard to not be egocentric when you need money really bad or if you're financially broke and you're struggling. But you can go into ethnocentric, which is we, 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 us, like a team-based mind, and then, (coughs) excuse me, wrong too, uh, world-centric because you're thinking about the world at large and the cosmic-centric is like the next level. What What I mean is if you... You have a stage. You can put yourself on that stage and be like, "Look at me," and put the spotlight on you. And you might be able to grow a business to, uh, you know, hundred thousand bucks, and and you can get some followers and stuff. But at the end of the day, nobody really cares about you, and it only goes so far. But you could put the product on that on your stage and make it all about your products. And then you can probably build, you know, a multiple six figure business because the focus is off of you and it's on a product that will actually serve the customer, whether it's a software as a service or a software, like a physical product or
1: it's almost like like production was most important messaging is second. Now it's like, they just eliminated production. It's just like, just give me the deets.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Production. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's really, Immediately,
1: I don't, I don't think they're necessarily caring if like the sound quality is amazing or if the uh, the video is amazing, but it's a bonus when it is. I'd say when you but yeah, it, you, you got it. You got an mm-hmm. interesting perspective on, on all of this. Like, um, you definitely have a deeper perspective than most people I've talked to. Uh, very passionate in what you do. I can tell you have you you're really drawn not just to marketing or business. And it seems like you do it very well or good job at it, but making uh, making sure other people that are doing it are successful too. When did you start doing all this?
0: I mean, my I don't know forever, man. I, I found like I've taken like probably thirty to forty thousand dollars in online courses. I've read. 477 books now, most of them I'm on audible, like listening for every marketing business to like getting around other entrepreneurs and people. So I don't know my whole life, but I sucked forever. I think oh, I'm like 39. It's only been maybe the past two years that I've started to achieve a little bit of success. And mostly because my head was so far up my ass for so long. With my broke poverty victim minded thinking of wh- wh- you you can become addicted to your tr- struggle where you're tr- trying so hard to fit a square peg into a round hole like you're trying to make something work that's not freaking working yeah. at some point you have to like let that shit go and go find help from people who are actually successful and say, you know what the way I'm doing it isn't working." <sighs> I give up all my idealizing shit. You know, you just go and do shit that other people do that actually works, and then that will actually get you the resources, the traffic, the income, the systems that will give you the funding to do the shit that you actually want to do. So sometimes you got to do shit you don't want to do. To you got to do what you got to do to get to where you got to got to get. Um,
1: so yeah, you definitely, you, you definitely do. If you want to get, if you want to move places that you've never, that you, it's like you're in love with the idea. You, you feel like you want to get to certain places. I want to get to a life where I can do pretty much whatever I want, have the, all the freedom I want. But when you look at the details on how to get there, you are going to have to do things that you don't want to do. And that might be consistent for a long time, possibly. I mean, you said you've been doing this for forever. And it's not until the past two or three years you said that is when you really seen the, I mean, is it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like the past two or three years is really when you've seen like the momentum just kick up. But it, you wouldn't have gotten there if you kept pushing and doing things. Even when we had days where are like, I don't really feel like doing this.
0: Is that? Yeah, I, I was happening? thinking about that just today. I mean, I mean, I've been, up, I've been uploading two to three videos a week nonstop for since late 2013. If I'm sick, if I'm depressed, if I have a death in the family, if I am, it doesn't matter. Amen. If I'm, the videos keep going up I, and most of them suck and some of them do very well. There's a lot of people online that think, I'm weird and I'm a douchebag and I'm just talking in terms of marketing. If you're doing like a personal brand and you're putting, some people don't like to put their face out there and you can build an entire business where you're not the focal point of the business. It could be just your products or it could be your blog or it could be, like I said, your software or your service-based business. But whatever you do, if you understand that serving your customers at a high level and taking care of them, whether you're answering the phone or getting back to them quickly, if it's coaching, if you have some type of system that you can bring them through to get them a predictable result, and that where you're putting the value first, pricing accordingly, yeah, and then just focusing on hustling and uh, cashing checks. What I mean is like because mm-hmm. you need cash flow to make the business go. Like I've uh, my landscape business, I got one, two, three. Well, three employees so it's two employees my wife is office manager i've got um like a bookkeeper obviously yeah. and then and that's a, a cpa virtual receptionist so like five or six of us and then in my media business uh i there's 24 of us total in the media business but i have but some of them are just like part part time but i have like a team of 10 Yeah, Uh, my virtual assistants that are working all the time, all over the
1: world, and how many? How many clients? See, how many clients are you servicing then? If you have that size of a team? Well, it's a
0: funny thing. Is the media business is pretty much hands off. I do private one on one coaching, like on Mondays. Mm. Uh, I've been doing that every Monday since 2015. I do deep dive intensive coaching over Zoom with people. If like you have a a brand or you want to take your personal brand to the next level or you want to get on YouTube, I can do a full immersive coaching, but that's one-on-one stuff. I do public speaking. I've traveled around the country speaking on stages. And that's just me and my videographer. And then, um, we do, we've done live events where people show up and we sell tickets and we do like, you know, two day transformational marketing workshop, um, but as far as clients, uh, my the media side of my business is on top of my YouTube channel. I have uh, it's a dist- I have a distribution network, so I have an audience of people. We have segmented audiences, so we 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 working we're working with twenty different brands. Like uh, we're sponsored by Lowe's Home Improvement. Um, uh, God, we got X Mark Mowers. Um, we got Milwaukee Tool on and off. Um, oh yeah.
1: yeah, yeah
0: stuff like that i mean we just did a commercial with this company called jill's office i just got off the phone with my video guy like an hour ago and he sent me the first draft of the video he was hit it was crazy we um but yeah we filmed commercials and uh we're i'm a jobber ambassador so like i work with like uh 20 different brands and then so we there's some stuff that i can't say that but but it's turned into this entire media business where what they're doing is they're buying media from me and it's called influencer marketing. So I've turned my business into an agency and the, the virtual assistants, I've hired most of them on Upwork.com. Like I have five different video editors. I have yeah. uh, someone who specifically just creates content and is posting uh, automated on on Pinterest. I've got a Facebook marketer, a Facebook ads guy, a YouTube ads guy. I've got. I said I've got the video editors. I've yeah. got uh, my media blog
1: person. Huh? You said you got social social media person too.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Videoographers, um, people who, God, uh, graphic designers, my writer blog article writer i've got my podcast producer who produces the whole podcast it's completely on autopilot yeah uh about about 20 to 24 people and but the cool thing about that is i've built that business to be semi-automated to where i have all these people helping me do stuff they're just basically freelancers and we run the whole thing on monday.com so we're like one of my oh yeah yeah, uh, Yeah, Monday.com is like yeah. it's like a sauna or a Trello. It's like this. so. I was really really frustrated, uh, like about nine months ago, because I have all this stuff going on. If I flip the camera around, I have what are called battle boards. I have you basically yeah. you go to the dollar store and you take these white pieces of paper and take a bunch of different color sticky notes and then you draw grids and lines and and everything that's in your head you just vomit it all over the place on a on a whole. It will consume an entire wall and you are of all the different columns of things you got going on from Monday to Sunday to podcast day, what needs to be done in CRM, what I could just brain dump on you for an hour, but so I hired a consultant for like 150 bucks an hour. And this consultant helped me brain dump everything out and get it onto a big CRM platform and then plug in my team so we can see exactly what's going on and then systematize the whole business that took a ton of stress off. Now I can work in my media business you know, 10 to 12 focused hours per week and get the amount of shit done that would take somebody 50 hours of doing, because I know I've I, it's helped me identify what we call the one domino where you hit that and it just knocks over all the other dominoes automatically. So we're been able to produce, you know, build this six figure business. I just got my PL statement um, yeah. a few hours ago for the last month that we're doing about, I don't know twenty six thousand a month in the media business, and the, the landscape business is like I don't know. I, I don't. know. I got to get the P&L statement. I might have just got it. it. Could be anywhere from ten so, to twenty thousand for the month.
1: So what was the what was the tipping point when you said like you know you've been doing this forever, and it wasn't like until a few years ago when it really took off. Like what was the needle mover that just opened the floodgates?
0: I think the needle mover is. If, if I could identify the needle movers, it's becoming friends with really successful people who already do what you want to do, who have figured the shit out and who don't have the mental and emotional blocks and don't listen to people around you who don't know what you're doing or don't understand what you're trying to do that just have opinions or they're negative, or they're just like to try to just listen to people who have the fruit on the tree there I've become friends with and paid for coaching people that, you know, have seven and eight figure businesses and to get on a zoom call with them from one to three hours straight and pay them to sit down and help me understand what's uh, hiring consultants and coaches. uh, It's getting a second set of eyes qualified, a second set of qualified eyeballs on you and on your business and what the hell you're doing of people that can help you install little frameworks and systems and get clarity on what the hell you're trying to do, because there's unlimited fucking options that what you could like the most important thing for me was to manage my personal time spent on social media. So uh, when I get on, I don't, I don't consume content, so to speak, unless it's hyper specific content, yeah. uh, but I definitely don't sit around consuming Instagram. If, if I do, if I get, uh, like it, it, everybody that here work. is probably sat on the toilet watching Instagram reels. Like, and then you're like, what the hell? I just wasted 18 minutes. And I you feel know, like, I mean, I, everybody's I've been through all that shit. So I don't even tolerate that anymore. And, and, uh, but yeah, the needle movers are other people who are successful, who can help you. And yeah. it's, it might cost you money. And you know what? Go cough up. Go cough up five hundred or a thousand or fifteen hundred bucks to somebody to coach you. Uh, and people who pay pay attention. I charge people. Why well, it's like I charge uh, one hundred twenty-five bucks for a half an hour to coach other people. Two fifty for an hour, and then I have five thousand for my. It's five. Oh, my camera shut off. Here we go. It's five two-hour Zoom calls. So it's it's ten solid concentrated hours for five grand, and the amount of time and energy and focus. And sometimes I'll have an assistant with me. We will deep dive into your business and um, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I'm just kind of talking your head off.
1: <laughs> no, no, so. no. It It's, it's great because to be honest, like you've answered a lot of my questions I was going to ask you. So you really just kind of have gone through a lot of things I was hoping to get out of you um, or at least learn. And that was that that's, you know, that, that's a common thing I hear a lot, which is you have to you have to just immerse yourself into it, immerse, <laughs> especially, Immersion. especially if you don't want to waste time with thinking about it for years, because if you dip your toes every few months into some little thing, you might not see the results you want. In the amount of time you're hoping, if you're only getting little bits of information here and there versus just if I'm gonna commit to this, I need to cough up the money. I need to find someone who's already successful at this. I need to listen. I need to spend the time. If it's, you know, if I get home from my day job, because let's just say I'm trying to transition, I get home from my day job at five, I spend time with my family. And then once the kids go to bed, I spend 7 p.m. to, you know, I don't know, 12 a.m like learning the necessary things i need to learn if i'm going to immerse myself and actually do this. Um, totally. And it's difficult. And it's sort of scary cuz you don't necessarily know you're sort of a t- you're sort of taking a chance into the unknown and it's almost like walking into a random room with no lights on and as you learn the lights slowly light the room up so you can kind of see what's going on. Totally. And so I mean that just saves you years years of time just trying to figure it out. But it was interesting you were you were, you were putting it that way. Um, I had someone else say that to me. Um, they're like just just find someone who's successful at it, be friends with them, spend the money. They'll just give you everything you need to know. It's sort of like uh, you know why why build your own car when you can just go buy one. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, there is some stuff that. Um... I thought I was motivated by money because I was always poor and then when I finally started making what I consider for me for my own life and standards because um, good money to me is a million bucks a week right unlimited gobs of money right but yeah. when I'm talking being practical here I, I I would get really really depressed when I finally started having chunks of money coming in like 10 15 18 thousand dollar checks and things that were, Making it so my bills are paid, I have zero debt. I could literally, you know, just go buy a brand new truck or any camera I wanted. When I finally got to that point, I got incredibly depressed. And I've heard people talk about this stuff, and I was like, There's no way in hell I would never get depressed. I would be so happy. And dude, for me, I was really freaking depressed because I learned that, um, that stupid shit. It depends, you know, it really, really depends because. This is a very deep topic. I believe there's certain uh, emotional humps and hurdles and things, and it's quantum, like it's not linear. That you have to get over and get past in order to get to the next step. So if you go to try to do something somebody else is doing just because they're successful at or they're making money or like you think, what I mean is you have to follow your heart and do your own unique thing. Like for me, a lot of my paths were these off-beaten paths that took longer. They were harder. I, I felt I had to go through this sounds crazy, more suffering. I wasn't ready. Mm. And I I've stuck to my guns on certain things in my life and on my journey so far that other people will be like, it's freaking crazy. I'm like, why don't you just go do this and sticking to my guns, even though it's when it's like, it sounds insane and determined has really, really worked out for me in certain ways because I knew deep down inside of my heart that I wanted to stay a certain path. And there were other people that, we're doing other things that seem more lucrative or it seemed like, man, I should just go do what that guy's doing. But every time I went and did something somebody else was doing, and it wasn't my own unique thing. And I did it just because it sounded like what they were doing would alleviate my suffering. And I could go make money faster and never worked out for me. Like something that works for somebody else, just because they're doing it right in front of you. And they're telling you how they're doing it. And they're telling you what to do. And they're saying that, well, because I'm doing this, you should freaking do it. And, and I'm telling you, like, I'm telling you the path, just, do what i'm doing and everything will be okay that's that's their mission and mandate and that's their journey and that's what they're it's like you can go do all the same exact shit that somebody else is doing you might not even get the same results or you might get better results and you might end up miserable and you thought like what i mean is well you're you gonna
1: you're you're basing you're you're basing like your variables to be the same variables as their variables So Mm -hmm. you're expecting the same outcome with this simplistic, oversimplified formula, which they're presenting to you. And you're saying, yes, in fact, your life, my life are equally the same. So if I apply your variables to what I'm trying to do, then I can get where you're at. And you don't, and there is a disconnect between my life is completely different than that person's life. So same variables will produce different outcomes, plus or minus good or bad. Um, and you really just have to stick onto your path and really understand your goals. And I think the worst thing is also, you you know, you watch these people on social media and that really can like put you down. Cause no matter what, if you make 18,000 or 500 a month or 18 million a month, there's always someone making way more than you. (laughs)
0: And trust me be careful what you wish for you just might get it and, and everything comes with the price and i don't mean it's like a negative thing or you're selling your soul for money but just from what i'm seeing here mo money mo problems like there's a lot of responsibility like just dealing with workers comp and payroll and insurance and constant It's just nonstop administrivia, And of course you would get to the point where you would hire people to do that. And then when you hire someone else and you got to create more revenue to pay for that, it's just this nonstop. What I mean is if you ever find yourself looking at somebody else and idealizing thinking, if I only had what that guy had, I would be happier. That guy must be so happy because he just bought an RV and a boat and a camper and a house up North. And he's got a $5 million business and all these things. Like you don't know what it's like to be that guy or in his shoes or, you know, it, it's it's weird. I've been thinking about this. Like I, sometimes I look at, I want to buy an RV, a camper and a boat and all this shit. And I was like, well, you're going to have to deal with insuring that boat, lugging it around dealing with the equipment and maintenance issues when it breaks. Mm-hmm. Could you literally just go for a walk in the park with somebody you love or go take your dogs for a walk Enjoy or go that. sit by the water and have, you could literally have the same level of experience just sitting by the water, eating some fucking grapes in reading f- your favorite book or or hanging out with some bros or grilling some food, you don't need the million dollar thing. So be very careful. And, and I want you and everybody listen to do an audit of yourself and your emotions and see what part of you is idealizing and, and thinking that something is going to make you happy because it becomes an addiction. You can be totally free and happy and abundant right now with what you have. And I think that, being happy with what you have is kind of like the secret having a having peace in your heart and peace in your home and being healthy and and point. spending time with loved ones uh it should be a definite priority uh, because you could find yourself you can end up a millionaire one day and you missed your actual life and you're like see isn't everybody proud of aren't you
1: proud of me now
0: and nobody gives a shit if when you see a, a Lamborghini at the red light that you could care less about the guy in the Lamborghini
1: cares. you're looking at the car, not the guy.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: It, do you think I've, I have a few more questions. Do you think that's what happened when you felt so depressed is you, you may, this is just a, a, a thought like you hit a certain income level that you were never thought you'd hit before. Cause you grew up in a uh, subprime, I guess, uh, financial You're poor man. Right. So when you hit these certain income levels, did you think maybe like your problems may have been solved or your mood would have changed if you just made more money and have less problems to worry about like with paying cars or, you know, house payments or anything like that?
0: Wait, I'm sorry. I got caught up in the emotions. Ask the question again.
1: Oh, so did you, do you think when you felt depressed when you hit a certain income level, cause you grew up basically poor Did you think maybe all the problems you had would go away if you hit a certain income level? and they didn't?
0: (laughs) I'm glad you asked that question because it allows me to create a distinction here. Yes, making more money solved 80% of all my problems. They literally vanished and went away. Like there's this line. It's like, here's a line of uh, you're not making ends meet and then you're making ends meet. Everything below that line is suffering. A car breaks, your car, your brakes need to be done in your car. Your life royally sucks if you don't have the money. If anything, some little tiny financial problem is literally a freaking nightmare. And being broke is the most expensive, time-consuming thing ever. It's so stressful being broke. And then as soon as you go out of like, let's just say if you made 20000 more per year, and you were able to like get out of the little trailer, one bedroom apartment into a two-bedroom apartment. You were able to now afford a, a a brand new lease that never broke down. So now you got us you got some space to breathe. Now you can like you don't have to worry about like looking at the price of food. And you got a you got a brand new car, you got space to breathe. You buy a brand new mattress that you can actually sleep on that's cozy and comfy. And let's say now you can afford to take the entire weekends off in only 20,000 more per year. I don't know to some people, 20, some people make 20 grand a day. Some people 20,000 is a lot. I don't know. It's, it's purely relative, but what I mean, it's just, just 20 more grand per year. For some people it's 10 grand, just an extra, an extra 800 bucks a month would change your whole freaking life. Yeah. That's what happened for me when I started my media business. Once I cracked like an extra seven, 800 per month, 1200 per month, and then I, I I remember I did all the math. I was like, if I made just an extra two thousand dollars per month, oh my god, I would be financially free. It would solve all my problems. And the yeah. craziest thing, and it was like Parkinson's law is real, the more you make, the more you spend. Mm, and yeah, yeah. um <laughs> sorry, man, I could just talk about this shit for hours I'm obsessed. No, it's with
1: it. it's, it's fine. It it just seems like it just seems like, well, you mean, you answered it. Like you, you, you made more money than you achieved something financially. And it took care of a lot of the financial problems. I'm probably Um,
0: making an extra $10,000 a month of, I feel very weird saying this and I say this in all respects. So I don't want anybody to get mad at me because, because what I'm going to say is my version of the truth. Like, I'm kind of like a superstitious. I have this weird religious superstitious brainwashing from how I grew. It's almost schizophrenic for like, don't you ever not be appreciative of what you have or God's going to take it away and you're going to end up living behind a dumpster. And like, so I'm very mindful that I love Jesus. I just want to say something. I'm making like an extra 10000 a month, which... To some people are like, okay, who cares? That's fucking peanuts. But I'm making more than I've ever made in my life above and beyond all my bills. When you finally get, and I don't know exactly who's listening to or how much money they make or anything, but I'll probably do, I don't know. Let's say I'll do 400 grand this year in revenue. It's not a lot of money. It's not a million dollar business. And I'll probably, I'll probably do 150,000 in personal income. It's like, you know, yeah okay, I live in a middle-class house. I drive a new truck because I need a dependable vehicle. We got food in the fridge. We don't have anything, any vacations on or anything lavish. I feel fucking broke, like almost as broke as I did five, 10 years ago when I was actually really broke. Because when when you finally start making a little bit of fucking money, you realize how much money you actually don't have and how skewed and how broke your thinking actually was. Like... Mm. Dude, unless you make enough money to like be slapping down, like buying, purchasing real estate every single month, month after month, you're buying real estate, property, launching Airbnbs, vacation homes, investing in businesses, slapping money on the SP and p 500, buying tons of crypto, invest like until you're in like investor quadrant status to where money is purely making money and you're just signing checks and, and creating things with your mind and your mouth. If you are still in your business day to day, physically doing the work and answering the phones and stressing out, like you're not fucking, you're, you're still in the, and that's a beautiful place to be. But what I mean is like, don't ever fool yourself to think that you're balling when you, you ain't doing shit. (laughs) Like I'm still in the grinding and the hustle and in the trenches. Anyways.
1: But, but you, don't necessarily now you don't necessarily now okay some people don't necessarily have to do that to like mm-hmm. make a business successful there's some there's some exceptions and stuff as always you know like you don't expect to go to the nba and be like kobe bryant you know you know so uh with that said pretty much to get what like no one's going to roll over and give you what you want to say i want to make a million dollars a month give it to me it's the same thing in the workforce like you, you think you're going to just walk in to some firm and the top performer is just going to like, Hey bro, you can, why don't you just take my position? Yeah. I worked my entire life, 80 hours a week. I I've, I've done things that to get, you know, I've missed out on things I'm willing to miss out on to get this position. So there's no way I'm going to give it to you. It's like a war zone. And to achieve the same level of success or higher by yourself is difficult and it is grinding and it is um it's not easy if it was easy then like you know it would be it would be just like getting a cup of coffee everyone everyone can do it and yes for most part i think everyone can do it but there are things that make it easier for people less easier for people like you know your personality traits might help with that like you seem very conscientious and you seem really detail-oriented and um, and that's probably helped you with growing your business and stuff. Maybe, maybe, you know, listen, dude, I got Keith, I have one more question for you. And I'm like, mm. I'm excited to ask. Cause I know I'm going to get like a really awesome answer. So, like I said, people that listen to this podcast is kind of, it's kind of a plethora, a spectrum majority are people who haven't really totally figured things out yet. And some are, but I'm going to stick with like the people who are just starting off. Maybe they're working a job and they haven't, they're thinking about transitioning over to starting a side hustle, or maybe they Mm -hmm. already did. And they're trying to build something, or they have a few clients or they hit like a ceiling. What's like your number one advice or two pieces of advice you could give to our listeners now that could help them save like years of wasted time?
0: I think it's go with your gut. There's, there's, you're super conscious. There's a higher level of intelligence beyond facts and figures. Um, And then the opposite there is the reciprocal is pay very close attention to facts and figures. (laughs) It's like two different ends of the spectrum will make you holistically balance on the center. Get a, bookkeeper look at the data analyze your traffic um, and whatever you're doing track everything data spreadsheets bookkeeper um, if you're doing links i use like genius link you want to have tons and tons and tons of data and be analyzing that data uh, every day every week at least every quarter and making your decisions based off of data and not emotions based off profit and loss statements you want to make at first if I mean, if you're just getting started, you want to go generate as much activity and throw mud at the wall to see what sticks. But as soon as that mud starts sticking, you have capacity and you have demand. As soon as your capacity gets filled up with work or clients or whatever you got going on, now your time bankrupt. You got to figure out how to replace yourself. And so you want to raise you want to raise prices. As soon as you have more demand than you have capacity to do the work on that. You know, supply and demand curve. You yeah. instantly want to start looking at the marketplace, figuring out what percentage of what you do is commoditized versus artistic, or something that you can charge. How much can you charge uh, legally, morally, ethically, and honestly? And then how can you duplicate and replicate that by raising prices, lowering costs, expanding, and also. Um, um, productizing and packaging your services, offering more, and more value, uh, increasing the frequency of value. Uh, I mean, the frequency of the transaction. Can you charge customers more often to do the same thing? Can you offer them different things? Do you have a service area or a radius? Do you have criteria? Mm-hmm. Are you selling to everybody or a specific uh, avatar of people? What is your customer avatar? There's a lot of shit that goes into like marketing <laughs> and advertising. Yeah. and. Uh, are you running ads? Are you splitting up organic versus because you should not run, uh, you know, to the same exact links. If you're, if you should track all of your advertising as well, so you know the difference between what's organic and then what's paid. Because you might just be pissing money away. You might not even have to advertise at all. You might create a customer referral engine with that. It's based off such good, high quality right. communication that you blow up an entire business business based off organic word of mouth marketing. You know.
1: Uh, well, you know what, I think, I think you just proved my point. You you seem, well, let me just say this. Then I'll, then I'll mention that the, it seems to me like what you're, what you're saying is you, whatever, whatever, when you get started, just get working, test things, throw mud against the wall. If it sticks though, you need to log that and understand what that means. So you can make a decision to move forward. So more mud sticks to the wall. And then you keep making decisions based on the empirical, not empirical, the hard uh, information shown in the data that you receive from what you're doing. So you know if you need to cut things out or not. And then you hit a point where you need to expand. And then from the information you have, data, let's say, you're able to understand what kind of moves you can make or is available to you. So getting so my point at the end of that was you are very conscientious you're you're detail oriented you you seem to take specifics into consideration not just emotional things or vague things you if i'm going to make a decision it's going to be based on it's going to be based on the facts it's going to be based on data so i know that i'm actually moving this company in the right direction so start logging your stuff <laughs>
0: yes track everything uh get everything up out of your head and onto the cloud as well i have so many different folders in the cloud that i'm tracking like uh, i have a, a different file for all of my insurance for personal home insurance and my business insurance completely separated don't commingle information or funds i have separate bank accounts i have 14 bank accounts so bank accounts for each business has its own checking and savings and payroll accounts hooked up into you know and they are all on their their actual own payroll and then savings accounts. And then you have personal, if you're married and you file joint with your spouse, then you have your own personal home expenses. And I could talk about that shit for hours. And the more organized you are and is the more clarity that you can have. And like, how do you get that organized? Well, even if you don't have any money or you don't have any clients, build out the business. I think of it like ice cube trays. Mm, If you put, let water run in the sink in one ice cube little cell. It'll eventually fill up all the other cells until it spills down into the sink. That's your capacity. What I'm saying is create a whole bunch of cells and label them in different columns based off of priority and different, like so you have a structure like a circuit board and now you flow electricity through that and now you can light up a computer and a whole workstation and you can move you can move a vehicle down the road or a tesla like you've controlled you have created capacity or if lightning strikes it it can set a tree on fire and burn down the freaking house because it's not contained you have the river banks and then the river that rushes through it the masculine and the feminine so what i mean is that if you are a primarily a very energetic or feminine person and you're all, you don't have that's You're, you have a lot of flow. That's great. But if you don't have enough structure to balance that out, let's say you're a highly creative entrepreneurial person and you just want to create and you have all these amazing ideas and you're like, Oh my God, I have a million dollar idea. blah blah. blah. But if you don't understand how to, that you're a visionary, right. But if you, if you don't have the integrator side of the relationship to make that, that, Masculine, feminine, the yin yang, and and you don't know how to create that per, that inside of you. You got to go find a partner, somebody who is so you had the visionary integrated relationship. The person who can create the articles of incorporation and manage the books and the finances and the CRM software to have a freaking backbone of that business. Because enthusiasm is the carrier wave that packets of information ride on. Enthusiasm can take you very far, but it just it, it only goes so far. You need like an actual ship. Uh, I'm obsessed with this shit that will actually carry you and build the physical bridge to get the, the parade across. There has to be yeah. that whole other side. I say I used to be so excited and like, almost to the point of like bipolar with my ideas. I would get these impulsive ideas and I would go all day and I would make all these crazy videos and do all this shit. And it was like, I was driving my wife and fucking insane. She's like, you have so much shit going on. I don't know. But then I realized, like, I love having all types of different shit going on, but there was no structure. So I couldn't fucking yeah. finish anything that I started. So I started getting coaching and learning, like, there has to be a part of you. That's what it's called a finisher. You mm-hmm. don't dare start some shit unless you're going to finish it. You're not allowed to start something unless you finish it.
1: Now you sound like my or
0: plan to finish it. But if you start something advice, and you're working at it, yeah, so be be very mindful, and then but what can happen is you can get so good at being a finisher, and you're so focused and goal oriented that you lose all of your creative side, and now you become depressed because that impulsive, fun, energetic, maybe feminine—I'm uh, talking about energy here—has nothing to do with like man or woman. It's just uh, I'm into like coaching and stuff, and I have a friend that taught me this these different modalities yeah. of ways to describe things. What happens if you lose too much of that, that feminine flow and you're just way too structured and you're way too analytical, it just robs all of the life and creative juice and energy out of it. And it's like having like a garden and it's all just green, but there's no flowers, right? So it's the funny comical things of the impulsive things like... I got an idea. Let's go out to dinner. Let's, let's do this. And like crazy shit. That's what brings the life to the party and to the business and to the atmosphere. If you had a court, if you had, let's say you had 20 employees and there was no company parties. There was no like Friday, everybody shows up to work and you're like, guess what? Everybody, everybody's getting paid for the full day. And then the balloons come out and then like, everybody's like, everybody's getting paid and everybody's gets to go home at noon you're getting paid for a full day here's gift cards to amazon and the pizza's on the way and this is a big party and like everybody's like playing games and playing ping pong and there's the kazoos and the hats and the and then they're like happy as shit they're like that was crazy that i love working here it's like that's amazing (laughs) so what type of person would have to create some type of environment like that and 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 it would have to be in an, an abundant environment. So think about the owner of the entre- an entrepreneur of a business like that who does those type of cool, wacky, awesome things for their employees and for their workspace. What like and versus a a really rigid, money hungry, money grubbing asshole yeah. who just cares about making more and more and more and more money. Who wants to work for somebody like that? So what I'm talking about is you're getting out of the egocentric and saying what type of what type of environment you create an environment to have happen what you want to have happen, but it happens automatically. If if your customer if you pick up the phone when your customers call or your secretary picks up the phone, it's like in like and, and you you have and your you you have created an abundant fun place to work and you love what you do. It's you get totally different outcomes. This is outcome based. Start designing your life and your business around shit that makes you happy or how you want it to look and let enthusiasm be the carrier wave. You'll get totally different results based off of like, I'm just struggling to make ends meet. Uh, There's way too much abundance out here, too much opportunity. There's way too many different ways to make money for you to be stuck doing some shit that you hate. So find a way. I'm just going to shut up now. I'm preaching. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) No, dude, that was all good. That was all yeah. amazing information. Yeah. Um, but no, you're right. I mean, to finish that thought for you, like there's so many different things you can be doing. There's so many different opportunities. So, you know, it it's still, some might be easier than others to earn money online, but, or, you know, and well, not just online anyways, but you still just have to kind of put your mind to it. And there's a ton of available options for you to pursue, and I think that opens the door to um, not only is there more things to pursue, but if there's more things to pursue, there's probably more opp- opportunity that what there is available to pursue is probably something that you really like, which wasn't available before. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you if you are a singer and you know uh, maybe your dreams didn't come true for whatever reason, you know it just happens, and you didn't get on Broadway. But you want to do something with it and you decide to now make a course about it. And then in the next year and a half, you're now making, you know, 40,000 a month or something like that. Like those things are now available.
0: Totally possible in today's market.
1: Totally possible. I mean, not easy, but possible. But that is something that you could now do, which wasn't necessarily available before. So I think it does open a lot of opportunities, but it's still, you still have to just like, what you were saying follow your gut and you just have to get the courage and just jump in and immerse yourself
0: there's um, one final thing i want to say to add to this is the the law of preeminence yeah. and i learned this from Jay abraham he's a marketing god he, he talks about preeminence is when you position yourself as being the obvious choice it's like when you think of like car insurance progressive it's like they've the biggest name, Nike is like, and those are huge, huge brands, billion dollar brands. But what I, mean is how, what I mean is how do you position yourself in your little marketplace to be, what, what I mean is you can do this by playing the long game. If you're a dabbler and you get in and out of shit, you don't, you don't take enough time to really build a strong foundation and have roots to where people in your marketplace know that you ain't going nowhere. So, I mean, if you've been doing a thing you're an expert. I don't care if you're you guitar or piano or vocal teacher or whatever you do. If you've been doing that shit for five, six, seven, eight, nine years, people know online when they come back, they're like that guy and go nowhere, nowhere. He's been so what I what I mean is you get better and better and better and better at your craft, your marketing, your website, your videos get better and your messaging gets better. And it gets to the point where you've got like maybe maybe you sell online courses or coaching or consulting or you even have a landscaping business. After long enough, so many thousands of people have heard about you have maybe it, it, it's trickle flow flood. It gets to the point where when people, it, it's not a matter if, if it's a matter of when, when they're finally ready, your name is around so much that it just gets to the point, oh, just go to go to Daniel Matthews or check out his podcaster. You, you develop so much momentum that it starts to actually work in your favor and it becomes this train that you can't stop now. And so it's like, be careful what you start or what you get into. And if you make sure you want to do it long-term, because if it's yeah. something that you're passionate about, go do that shit for 10 years. and it'll get to the point where all of the deals are just flowing to you. And you're just getting like, it, it's this emergent property, this extra special bonus thing. It's it's a very, it's actually a double-edged sword. And it's like, it's bittersweet because I've seen some some things happen. Like I've gotten so fucking sick of making these landscaping uh, I, I've made 3000 videos and oh my I might like, I, I mean, there's times I've been totally depressed and sick and tired of this and I don't want to do this anymore. And I hate my landscape business. And, and when you, when you hate it, cause you've done it for so long and you've, yeah. you've gotten good at it, but you hate it. You're done with it. At first this weird, bitter, sweet thing happens that now people are calling me to speak on stages and I'm getting paid three to $5,000 to go speak for an hour and get flown out to go speak somewhere. I'm getting paid thousands of dollars to do a commercial or these brand deals are falling in my lap. Or, uh, if, It's almost like, hey, I know you've been doing this for so long that yeah. now you're totally sick of it. So we'll finally give you the present that you wanted 10 years well, ago. Well, you're the obvious
1: that. choice because you've been doing it for so long. You know, they don't have to think about it. It's the credibility of your followers, the videos, the quality, the content, the messaging, um, you know, the things you've done, the social proof, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, so if you just get started
0: in something and you're instantly getting accolades and it's like shit's just landing in your lap, I would get really paranoid and leery of that. And don't trust that. Like, don't trust the good day. Don't don't get excited when there's really, really good days. Mm -hmm. Uh, My friend, actually, lawn care nut, told me this. He's got like four hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. He's a very successful guy. He he goes, "Don't get depressed and too down on the bad days, and don't get overly excited on the good days."
1: Consistent, right in the middle. (laughs) 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 Like, just have no emotion. Just be right in the middle, always.
0: (laughs) When something blows up and breaks down, or. I had to cancel a live event. Um, it was at the end of February. It cost me four thousand dollars out of pocket. It just wasn't resonating. It wasn't working. I mean, I had it. And I, oops, ooh, that was loud. I, I had to pull the plug on this event before it was either going to cost me thirty-six hundred to four thousand, or it was going to cost me like. $2, out of pocket and it would have been a massive failure. So I avoided a train wreck. I divert, I averted it. I pulled the plug, shut off all the ads, wound the whole thing down and I changed directions. And, uh, and I, and I woke up the next morning. I just, it was a decision I knew I had to make to pull the plug on this project. I was, um, you know, I was like feeling up this rocket ship trying to, and the next morning I woke up, the birds were chirping. Nobody gave a shit that I had canceled the event. I refunded people's money. Some people I had actually pay for like their plane tickets. So, I mean, I was paying oh, out of, like, if you ever throw a live event, be very careful with what you're doing. And and I've thrown successful ones, but this one failed. And it was like, but when I woke up the next morning, I realized that as long as I was cool with it, nobody cared. Nobody, nobody even cared. noticed. Nobody cared. So, um, what
1: oh, was I going to say? Well, you're saying, you're saying, you know, just, just at the end of the day, nothing really matters. No one really cares that much. As long as you're just honest, you take care of them. You do what's right. You you're ethical with things. You know, if, if you do massive Mm -hmm. failures, it's the the biggest critics going to be yourself. Totally. And you might find that external people might be there to support you and not necessarily be mad at you and stuff.
0: And also don't expect people to support you either. Some of the closest people to you, they're going to, they're going to think you're crazy. They're not, not going to support you. Uh, they <laughs> yeah, people don't care. There,
1: done that. <laughs> been there, done that. Oh man. Yeah. I had some shocking yeah. moments. You know, the, uh, the simple fact of me getting married and moving on with my life definitely did not resonate well with some people who seem to be stuck to each their own, whatever, but even something like that there's been some falling out where uh how old are you 20 oh i'm not even 20 anymore dude i'm i'm 32
0: <laughs> good for you bro yeah. 32
1: man wow it's so funny i almost said 27 let's just go to 27 no big deal i'm just i'm just waiting for my salt and pepper to come in you know and uh last thing i want to mention before i have uh this, we end this um I turned 25, expectations went up the roof with the family. Everyone's like, so what are you gonna do with your life? Then you hit 30, um, it happens again. Then it gets to the point where until you start getting your gray hair, people start respecting you a little more. Like that dude, respect that man. He's got salt and pepper. I've gone
0: it. totally gray. <laughs> the sides, all my beard is all gray. Oh my God. I was pretty depressed about it for a minute. Um, because no, you gotta
1: rock that, dude. You gotta rock that.
0: Yeah. Um, my wife thinks it's hot, and um,
1: there you go.
0: There is something when you have some gray in your hair, this is a real thing. I've noticed either I'm crazy, but I have noticed for real, like the best of my I can consciously articulate that people are treating me a little differently. Like, I'm getting like, I, I don't know, like that. That yeah. if you're in your teens or early 20s and you're frustrated because people don't treat you like a man or they treat you like a kid. Well, first of all, you can fix that. by just realizing that you're subconsciously not aware that you actually still believe that you're a kid and you're fucking acting like a kid. And if you Mm -hmm. just act like a man, you don't even need any gray hair and people will treat you like a man. If you think you're a man, because I'm a grown ass man and I have gray hair and still parts of my psychology are fragmented and I get my feelings hurt easily and I act like a kid. So therefore um, did you let me play that back? Parts of my psychology are still fragmented and stuck back there. The Mm. injured kid. Yeah. So that'll get in the way. It doesn't matter if you're 70. There's 70 year old grown ass men walking around that are still injured teenagers. And they're crying about what happened when they were fucking 15 and they're not even aware of it. And it's ruining the quality of their life. So it's like, yeah, anyways, no, totally. That's another big part of success. Keith. Where
1: can people find you?
0: Just type in Keith Kelfis anywhere on the internet. and It pops up everywhere. And you can decide whether you love me or hate me.
1: (laughs) Well, after this episode, I think you've gained a lot more lovers.
0: (laughs) Cool, man. I appreciate it. KeithKelfis.com or check me out on YouTube.
1: Awesome. Keith Kelfis of Kelfis Media all the way out from Detroit. My kids are screaming. You can hear them.
0: You're very blessed.
1: Every time they scream, I go, I'm a blessed man. You absolutely are, bro. Yeah. Well, dude, if you ever have kids in your life, I'm telling you, it'll change your life for, it'll be, it's some of the best times you'll have. But My wife see, and
0: I are talking about it right now. I'm scared shitless, but uh, I've got to knock her up before I'm 40. It's like starting just, a business,
1: man. It's like starting a business. You just got to go oh, for it. Oh, God. You'll be surprised how well you'll do. You will. You can't prepare I'm for it. I'm just afraid year.
0: that I'm a complete
1: like you'll do, you'll do good
0: all right thank you i appreciate that encouragement <laughs> Tell
1: you, man. You'll, do i'm good.
0: just so selfish bro i have i love that little bit of free time that i get but i th- i think i'm going to love my kids so much that it's going to change and reorient all my goals and everything and I'll, it'll probably take my life to the next level
1: so. well you're in for a you're in for you and wife are in, in for a treat you'll enjoy it yeah well dude keith thank you, thank you so much for joining um You dropped a ton of knowledge and I took a lot of notes. I gained a lot of cool insights. I'm really glad that you joined me and hopefully we can do it again soon.
0: Cool. Closing statement. If you ever find yourself acting like a victim or you're upset or crying, whining, bitching, or complaining yourself. Yeah. Stop that. Tell yourself a better story and go out there and fucking hustle and get it because you deserve it. Quit being a bitch.
1: In the great words of Grant Cardone, what does he say? Don't be a little bitch,
0: dude. That's the best. <laughs> I think that's what he Don't be a little bitch. <laughs> Five best words that you can go tell, go tell yourself.
1: Well, <laughs> love it, Keith. Thank you again.
0: Thanks, bro. Thanks for being. Uh, I, I loved being on your show.
1: Cool. Thank you. I enjoyed. I enjoyed you as well. Want more of Marketer's Mindset? Join our private Facebook group where agencies from all over the world share strategies, network, and scale their business together. Visit facebook.com slash groups slash marketers mindset to get instant access. Also, if this podcast impacted you in any way, please share it with friends and leave us a review on iTunes as that really helps build our community.